Welcome back. I'm Kurt, and uh, today I just want to talk about uh, our righteousness, and uh, it's something that is like the the foundational, most foundational thing for any son, for any person who believes Jesus, to actually understand. Our righteousness has been given to us by Jesus. The Bible says that we have not earned our righteousness; we receive this righteousness from Jesus. who is our righteousness basically second corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says that he became sin for us he knew no sin but he became sin for us so that we can become the righteousness of god in him it's not our works it's not what we have done it's not how good we are it's not about how good we are going to become or trying to become it's not about what we do or what we don't do it's about jesus it's about what he has made us we need to actually understand that our focus our uh, the focus of our, our life today is not about doing or trying to achieve something in life it is about our relationship with god and it's about how through that relationship we live our life our life and everything we do is a product it's an overflow of our relationship with the father that's what jesus had jesus experienced and he demonstrated that kind of a lifestyle where the the relationship that he had with the father was actually translated into everything that he did everything he did and everything he spoke about was related to the father he said i do what i see my father do so as far as he was concerned he was all about god and that is what he demonstrated for us he said do as i have done unto you i am your example that's what he said in john 13 verse 15 so as far as we are concerned jesus is our perfect example of what life is all about now we have this kind of uh, confusion most of the time we uh, we bounce between are we sinners or are we saints and we have uh, this we've heard so many times uh, it being said that i'm a sinner stay saved by grace well the the bible says that we are saints paul when he wrote to uh, the uh, the the church that was at ephesus or philippi or uh, whenever they wrote, wrote their epistles they never spoke to sinners he said they always called them saints he like for example to the saints who are at ephesus to the saints who are at rome whenever whenever paul addressed the brethren or the church he always called them saints so what exactly is a saint by definition according to uh, according to the strong's concordance a saint is a holy one sanctified set apart so you and i as sons of god we cannot be sinners and sons of god at the same time because god cannot have a sinner as a son but we as sons of god we have first been sanctified set apart made righteous by by jesus and now because we have been made righteous we qualify to be sons of god it says to as many as believe in him to them he gave the right to become sons of god now by by virtue of believing jesus we become sons of god what god has done is when when uh, in order to save us completely 100% he had to take us out of this world and uh, and and by virtue of being sons of god we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven we are citizens of the kingdom that jesus is the lord and king of now we are heavenly beings we are heavenly citizens and we are living here in this world doing and living exactly how jesus lived and doing what he did so for us 
our life has completely been transformed. When it says in Colossians, it says that we have been translated into the kingdom of the son of his love. He has delivered us from the power of the darkness. See, if we were still of this world, we would be under the God of this world. But we are not under the God of this world. God has taken us out of this world so that we can actually be set free from everything that this world will actually try to do to us. Today, we are not supposed to be living as uh, being influenced by the world. Because, by, because we are sons of God, we are supposed to be the influence to this world. Our, posi our position is now heaven outwards. We are not receiving anything from this world. We do not, uh, we, we cannot receive anything from this world. can add really nothing to us. It cannot take away anything from us. We are complete, the Bible says. So our lives ha have been 100% made world proof. We are now citizens of the kingdom of heaven we are sons of god and as sons of god we exercise dominion here in this world we, we what god has done is he has taken us to a much better place than what adam and eve uh, had when they were when they were created we are now a new creation a new class of beings that are living from heaven here in this world in order to make us overcomers and uh, in order to put us in a position where we have dominion and we reign with that dominion god had to remove every form of accusation, condemnation, or any anything that would can that can be set against us, he had to take it out of the way, and that's what he did by sending Jesus. When Jesus said it is finished, what he actually said was there is nothing left to be done now, because anyone who believes in me is as I am. One John chapter four and verse seventeen says, "Love has been perfected among us in this, that as he is, so are we." not in the world to come it says in this world right here right now as he is so we are living as he is right now in this world the bible says the bible says that we are just like him so it would be different if we had to be the same person that we were before we gave our life to jesus and we're still struggling to get into that place of perfection or become a better person or try to be uh, try to grow into that place of dominion it would be very dif uh, different if god had to let us do that because then it will still be us trying to do something that jesus never finished in the first place but he said it is finished because his work was so complete that he elevated us let me read out to you what the bible says in ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5 onwards it says even when we were dead in our transgressions it says even when we were dead in our transgressions he made us alive together with Jesus it is by grace that we have been saved and he has raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come he may show us the surpassing riches of his grace in, in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus for by grace we have been saved through faith and that is not of ourselves it is a gift of God not as a result of works so that we may boast so it says in verse 6 that he has actually raised us up together with Christ see when we when Jesus died when he was buried and when he rose again we identified with him he he took our place in the death burial and resurrection everything that we should be going through he went through for us so when we believe in him what we are basically doing is identifying with everything by faith we have been through death burial and resurrection as Jesus went through it physically and in reality he, he, was, he was crucified, he was buried, and then he rose again. But it didn't stop there. See, God raised us up together with Christ and seated him at the heavenly places. And that is where we are. 
He has placed us at his right hand in the heavenly places. You and I cannot be sitting in the heavenly places in any form of unrighteousness. We are 100% righteous. So many people come up with questions like, uh, oh, what if a Christian sins? Like, uh, will he lose the salvation? Or is he, is he a sinner? Will the Holy Spirit leave him? Well, firstly, we are new creations. We are already made new creations. The old has passed, gone. Old is gone. It's dead. It's finished. There is no old coming back now. You are, we are all made new. Behold, all things are new. It doesn't say it's going to become new. It says we, all things are new. And it says God says to actually look and see. We are supposed to behold the new thing that he has done. You and I are already made citizens of the kingdom of heaven. There's no way you and I can actually be getting out of there. We are seated at God's right hand. There's no way we are getting off of there because God does not undo what he's already done. God makes all things new. And today you and I are new. It says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. There is no way the Holy Spirit is going away from us so just just to get these things out of the way these things are just uh, misunderstandings that we go through and doubts and fears that we are not supposed to even entertain this is not even real this is not even important what God really wants us to do is focus on what really matters and what really matters is him what God wants us to do is focus on him and really get into that relationship where we can actually find out who he is so he can show us all of eternity there's so much to be seen that we are focusing that we are focusing more on the, this this material world we are supposed to be living heaven out and manifesting eternal glory that is what we are here for when we when we talk about sin and we're trying to control people who have uh, done something wrong or we're trying to stop people from doing something wrong or sinning what we are basically doing is highlighting and making sin uh, an issue in this in this life sin is not an issue with god sin has uh, as far as god is concerned his son has done a perfect work in dealing with sin behold the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world sin has been dealt with once and for all john the baptist recognized that jesus came to actually do away with sin once and for all uh, how how does sin actually uh, affect a believer well firstly the only thing the only reason why a believer will fall into sin is because he's not focused on the on what really matters and he's not focused on god that's the only reason why but the moment god brings him back into uh, that kind of a relationship or back to his first love the reason why he gave his life to jesus in the first place then things start becoming better the reason why a person should give his life to jesus is not to get out uh, of hell or to stay or to get out of death but should actually be because he realizes that God loves him. That's the only motivation that we have to actually receive Jesus into our life as our Lord and Savior because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved us. That's why he sent Jesus. It was the love that motivated Jesus coming here. It was love that motivated creation in the first place. So for us to understand the love of God and for us to realize what salvation truly is, we need to know that God really loved us and that was the beginning of everything. You know, when Jesus came uh, into this world, he said that the enemy has nothing on him. This world has nothing on him. Jesus was 100% perfect in everything he did, 100% perfect in who he was. He had nothing that he could be accused of. He had nothing that the, that the enemy had on him that he could accuse him with. And that is the position he has brought us in today. Now, uh, when, when, when we say that a, a Christian has done something wrong, does that make him a sinner? Well, Paul shed some uh, light about this, how, uh, what really happens about uh, a Christian who's actually basically lost focus on what really matters. It says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25, it says, if we live in the spirit, 
let us also walk in the spirit the bible says that we are living in the spirit so we are supposed to live in the spirit and walk in the spirit we are not human beings anymore we are spirit beings we are spiritual 100% spiritual beings because you cannot have identified with Jesus's death burial resurrection ascension into heaven and seating at the right hand of the father and not be 100% spiritual beings now we have a physical presence in this world but then it's by faith that we live and manifest our true inheritance a few verses before this is what Paul says in verse 19 it says now the now the works of the flesh are manifest they are evident which are adultery fornication uncleanness lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies envyings murders drunkenness revelings and and such things of which i tell you before as i have told you in the time past that they who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of god the consequence of having lost your focus on who you truly are, lost your focus on what really matters and living to satisfy your flesh, satisfy, satisfy the cravings of your flesh or just basically try to blend in with the world is that you do not inherit the kingdom of God. It's not that you are not part of the kingdom of God. You are part of the kingdom of God. You are 100% in the kingdom of God. But we do not get to realize, we do not get to live and participate and we do not get to actually manifest the things of the kingdom of God which is power and glory and life, all these things because our mind cannot comprehend these kind of things. See, uh, to actually understand these things, we need, to, uh, we need to have to see it. We need to have to know that this is what exists. Now, if our mind is focused on something physical and material, we are basically living just like Adam and Eve lived in the garden. They saw something physical, they identified with something physical and they became physical beings with their eyes open because they could not see spiritual realities as, as they did before. When they walked with uh, God in the garden and God was so real to them, they heard God's voice, his footsteps and they went and hid. I mean, things that were so real to them is something that we should be uh, living in, understanding, realizing and uh, basically experiencing today and greater things because now we are sons of God and we are living from heaven here in this world. We are manifesting eternity. Our lives are portals of heaven here in this world because it is only through us that we actually can manifest and do what Jesus did. Jesus was a portal, a living portal to, to bring out all of eternity into this world, to bring out the power of God, to manifest the power of God. And that is who we are today. We are living portals so that God can actually manifest his glory here in a physical reality. So it says, those who live and do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It goes on to say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. That's the fruit of the spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit manifests. How does he manifest it? With our cooperation, of course, we, we know that this is what the Spirit does. But when we lose, when we tend to lose focus and see or, or, or desire things that are more like tangible, more, uh, more seemingly real, we tend to get carried away or swayed by it. When that's not the focus of life, that's not the main thing of life, that's not what God really wants us to be looking at. He wants us to be beholding Him. He wants us to be having a relationship with Him. That is where the glory is. Because there's so much of eternity that God wants to reveal to us. As sons, the Father wants so much more from us. He wants, it's not that He wants things from us, He wants it for us. He wants to give us everything and He wants us to live who He is, see who He is and just basically live in the glory of who He is. That's, who, that's the Father, that's, the, that's His heart. Any father would want the best for his child.
how much more our father in heaven now it says in the next verse it says and they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts we need to realize that our old man with all the with all the lusts and the affections and all the, the, the desires of this world have already gone I mean we don't really desire the things that the world has they're not even attractive to us the only reason they will be attracted to us is, be, is because we have not seen something more glorious if we have seen the father if you and I have seen the father and we have beheld Jesus there's nothing else that would be attractive to us just to, just to see eternal things, just to see eternal realities, just to see the heavens and who He is, just to see the Father and experience who He is. That is enough to just push away the world and say, I don't, I don't, this, is, this is not even important. This is the only reason why Christians or believers, sons, actually fall into uh, wrong things. Now when I say sons, I'm not talking about believers who truly identify with sonship. I'm talking, I'm talking about people, believers who don't really realize they're, they're, they're sons of God. Because sons know what sonship is. Sons know who they are in the Father. Sons know that they have an eternal inheritance that is so much greater than what this world can offer. This world can offer us nothing. The only thing that attracts us is the glory of the Father. That is something we live for today. As sons of God seated at the right hand of the Father, we are there from a position of righteousness. We, are, we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You and I cannot be living in this world as sons of God if we are not made righteous first. That is like the first step. It is by grace that we have been made righteous. It is through faith that we have received this righteousness. Now it says in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse um, uh, was uh, 13 it says everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness because he is still a baby now basically what it's saying is that righteousness is still the baby steps of Christianity the very first thing that you and I need to know is that we have been made righteous we have been set apart made holy we have been sanctified we have been justified there are so many scriptures that talk about being justified and sanctified now it's not that we are still in the process of being sanctified or in the process of being justified it is something that happened once and for all for example it says in first corinthians chapter 1 verse 2 unto the church of god which is at corinth to them that are sanctified in christ jesus to them who are called saints with all of them in every place who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both theirs and ours. And it goes on, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father. Now, we have already been sanctified. We have been justified and that justification is actually the process where Jesus justified us of all our sin that was there before we gave our life to him. We renounced it and now we have been translated and we have been made the righteousness of God in him. Today, we are 100% holy. A person may do something wrong that does not take away his inheritance as being a saint. It only means he's not using that inheritance that he has already been given. Because he will never recognize it because he's, he has been, he's looking at something else. He's focused on something else. He's deciding to do something other than who he truly is. And as sons, we are called to be living in the inheritance of what God has given us. We are co-heirs with Christ. We are co-heirs with our Jesus. So everything that Jesus has, everything that he did, we are called to do and have today, here in this world. So when we are talking about righteousness, we are talking about our nature. This is who we are now. 
We are not going to become righteous. We are not getting more righteous than we are now. We are as righteous as we will ever be. And that is the most foundational thing. It is the, it is the first step to our inheritance. Now, there's another place it says in 1 Corinthians and uh, chapter 6 and verse 9. It says, Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, adulterers, idolaters, effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed. So it didn't say you're going to be washed. It says you are washed. You and I are washed today. And we are sanctified. And we are justified in the name of our Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. So, you see, it is something that happened when we said, Jesus, I believe in you. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Because with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. It's believing unto righteousness. We don't do something to become righteous. We become righteous by faith. We believe Jesus and we have made righteous because of him. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That is what we declare. We declare our salvation because this is something we have. We know we have. We are living in it. So we are living in the fullness of eternity today. We are living in the fullness of the Father. There is nothing more that can be added to us. Today, it's like instead of looking for something to be added to us, it's more about manifesting what we are already part of. Our world is the Father and we are manifesting the Father just like Jesus did. We have the mind of Christ, the Bible says, and because we have the mind of Christ, we think like him, we feel like him. Everything about us is how he is, is who he is, and that is our life today. So righteousness is something that we have been given by Jesus. It is the most basic thing. It is the first thing. We have been made righteous. We have been justified, sanctified, so that we can live in the fullness of life. So when we're talking about our uh, life here in this world, we're talking about a glorious life. That is what we are called to live. The word righteousness, as you know, talks about our right standing with God. It's like we are now made right with the Father. We are now made right with God. The judgment of our life as sinners has already been put on Jesus so that today we can be called saints. Today we can be called sons of God. We are now living in a perfect reality. It is about realizing that perfect reality and letting God unfold it before us. That is what our life is about today. So let's get our focus right. Let's see things for what they are. Let God reveal himself to us. Today, you and I are not eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We are not supposed to be discerning right and wrong. What we are supposed to be doing today is we are supposed to be eating of the tree of life. The tree of life is Jesus. We are supposed to be manifesting Jesus in this world. That is our life as we know it. So that is what I wanted to talk to you about today. If this message blessed you, if you found this message has spoken to you in some way, I would really encourage you do spread the word, spread this message across. Let as many people as possible know their position, their authority, that they are sons of God and they are living in complete righteousness today. That the focus of life is getting to know the Father, is getting to know Jesus. And spread, the, uh, spread this video across, uh, do like the video and subscribe to the channel, the button is down below there and click on the little bell icon which will send you a notification for the upcoming videos that uh, I'll, be, I'll be making and uh, I'll see you guys in the next video. Bye.